Turn your Bible, please, to Revelation, the 15th chapter. Revelation, chapter 15. This is glorious music, and it's a joy to be in the house of God and to hear these wonderful songs and to get encouraged. If you've been blessed today, just whisper, praise the Lord. Amen. That's good. May we pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we ask you to guide us in these next few moments as we study the Word of God. May the message be laid on every one of our hearts. Bless those who are very sick. We especially would remember Ms. Brenda Thompson, that God would touch her with the healing hand of God and the strength of the Lord. And the, the son of James and Mary Bayless in Florida. And Mrs. Cleve Bannister. And many others that claim the prayer attention of our hearts that we lay before you. And we ask now that the Spirit of the Lord would move among us and take the Word of God and put it in our hearts. And may we praise you with all of our soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Revelation 15 is a very short chapter, just eight verses. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded about with golden girdles. And one of the four living creatures gave unto the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels was fulfilled. The message theme this morning, the song of Moses and the Lamb. Over and over again in the Bible, Songs and hymns are mentioned. In Job 25, 35, 10, he giveth songs in the night. In Psalm 32, 7, a song of deliverance. In Psalm 33, 3, sing unto the Lord a new song. In Isaiah 42, verse 10, the Lord gives a new song. In Psalm 40, verse 3, he hath put a new song in my heart. In Isaiah 35, 10, the ransom shall come forth with singing. In Amos 8, uh, 3, chapter 8, verse 3, the song of the temple. In Ephesians chapter 5 
And Colossians chapter 3, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. The Lord puts a song in the heart of his people. And if you've been saved, there's a song there. Now, you may not be able to carry a tune in a bucket, but he puts a song there anyway. And when you hear other people sing, instead of saying, well, why do they sing so much? You'll say, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. The first song in the Bible is found in Exodus chapter 15. It's the song of Moses, the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt and from Pharaoh's army. When Pharaoh's army got drowned in the sea, the Negro spiritual was, Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you mourn, for Pharaoh's army got drowned. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. But that was a song of deliverance that Moses taught the people of Israel to sing. A song of deliverance from the bondage of Egypt and the power of the Pharaoh. The last song in the Bible is found in Revelation 15. It also is a song of deliverance. And here you see a fiery glass sea, symbolizing that those who stand on that sea have come out of the fire of great tribulation. And they're singing the victory that is in Jesus Christ because he has overcome the Antichrist and the beast and the dragon and all the tribulation period. And now God's people are safe in that immortal glory with the Lord God over in salvation's land. Ernest Seller and Ann Russell put together a wonderful song, There is never a day so dreary, there is never a night so long, but the soul that is trusting in Jesus will somewhere find a song. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. In the heart he implanted a song, a song of deliverance, of courage, of strength. In the heart he implanted a song. Revelation 15 and 16 go together. This is a beautiful vision of God getting ready to bring about the last judgments on this earth that has rejected his son. It is thrown in the picture of the great tribulation period which is yet future. The Antichrist has ruled. The people of God have been slain. There is coming a day, ladies and gentlemen, when the people of God will again have to pay for their faith with their life. And that is what is foretold in this last section of Revelation. But before he pours out these terrible judgments upon the earth, he gives a beautiful scene of what happens to the saints of God during all this time. You may have to suffer. You may have tribulation. You may have physical difficulties. You may have anguish and depression. But if your faith is in Jesus Christ, there's something glorious awaiting you out there. The wonderful future of those who are God's children. Now in Revelation 4 and 5, we have the five songs that greet us at the rapture. Jesus may come today, any day, any moment, any hour. The man who pred predicted that he would come October 28th, we've talked about that earlier. 
Well, Jesus didn't come the 28th. That didn't disturb my faith a bit. I was expecting the 27th or the 29th. I'm expecting him February the 3rd. I'm expecting him November the 15th. Jesus is coming any hour, any day, any moment. And it is important for us to be ready. And when he comes, the first thing will happen. The believers will be caught up together to be with the Lord. We will behold the tabernacle of the Lord and the temple, and we will see Christ on the throne. And there will be great songs, first the songs of the angels and the created beings, and they'll be singing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And then they'll come along and sing about His creative activity. And then all of us will join together in the fifth chapter of Revelation and sing, He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. You say, that's from Isaiah. That's right. And it goes along with Revelation 5, where Jesus is crowned as King of kings and Lord of lords because he was wounded for us. He was bruised for us. He died for us. He was slain for us. He shed his blood for us. And he arose from the grave for us and is victorious. But in Revelation 15, we have a different setting. That's at the end of the tribulation period. And here the saints of God again are in victory. And they're praising God for his glory. Now just briefly this morning, <clears throat> I want to say four things about the songs of heaven. The song of Moses and the Lamb. Number one, it is a song of praise. Praise the Lord. In our hymn book, there's a hymn, there's a little chorus, let's just praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just lift our hearts to heaven and praise the Lord. That's what we've done this morning. For he alone is worthy. Who can cheer the heart like Jesus? One day Jesus is coming and all the way the Savior has led us. Look over in your Bible at Psalm 146, 47, 48, 49, and 50. Just briefly look at the first verse. In Psalm 146, 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. In Psalm 47, 1. Praise ye the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is fitting. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. In Psalm 148:1, Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise ye Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. In Psalm 149, verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and His praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him who made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful to their King. In Psalm 150, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His ferment of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. It is fitting for us to praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord and God will be honored. Secondly, the song of Moses and the Lamb is not only a song of praise, it is a song of deliverance. God has delivered Moses from the power of Pharaoh and the people who oppressed them. God has delivered the tribulation saints from the Antichrist and from the beast 
and all the terrible agony of that terrible time that is yet to come. But thirdly, God has done something for us. Everyone in this room who names the name of Jesus has been delivered from the bondage of sin, the bondage of self, the bondage of the old life, the bondage of depression, the bondage of past sins that tried to put their icicle fingers around us and drag us down, down, down. God has delivered us. And the reason we praise Him this morning, we praise Him for His deliverance. There's a song we sing sometimes. One of the stanzas goes, Remember, I'm a sinner whom Jesus came to save. Christian, don't ever forget you're a sinner. A sinner. And that sin threatened to drag you down to a wasted life and to a terrible, tragic eternity, lost forever. But God, who is rich in His mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, has lifted us up and planted our feet on the solid rock, which is Christ. No wonder we praise Him. We praise Him because He has delivered us. And He continues to deliver. And friend, if you'll put your faith in Jesus today, He'll deliver you from the past and the gloomy shadows of depression and memory and heartache and a ruined and wasted life. He also delivers us from the power of disobedience. You know, God wants us to obey Him. Sometimes it's hard to obey Him because we live in the flesh and we want to do what we want to do. I think of the man who failed God and failed God and failed God and he never would even share. He was a Christian, but he never would share anything with God or with others. He was a miser. Or like Scrooge humbug and the man turned his thoughts inward he stole from God he did not give God the tithe he did not give God praise and then one day the Spirit of God just got hold of his heart he went into a service where they were praising God and somehow praise is contagious singing is contagious joy is contagious and he began to enjoy being a Christian he first of all said, Lord, I, I've disobeyed you with the tithe. I'm going to give my tithe to God. And so he gave his 10%. And the next week he gave another 10%. And the next week another 10%. He went out and started finding people that had needs. He took some milk to some family where the children were didn't have any milk to drink. He took some clothes, some of his own clothes, to a friend that was in destitute condition. He began to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. And somebody said, why are you so happy? Why well, he said, God has delivered me from the power of disobedience. Disobedience is an awful thing. It wraps itself around us and takes us down, down, down. Thirdly, the song of Moses and the Lamb is a song of judgment. In John 16, when the Holy Spirit has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Jesus warned of judgment. Every one of us must 
appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That's those who are saved, believers. Every boy and girl, listen, the moment your heart stops beating, you go, if you're saved, you go before the judgment seat of Christ. Every Christian in this room, every Christian within the sound of my voice, one day will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And you'll have to give an account for what you did with your talents, what you did with your habits, what you did with your life, what you did with the stewardship of your life. You see, this is a song of judgment. And if you're here today or within the sound of my voice today and you've never been saved, then this is a song of judgment. The judgment that you're facing is the judgment of the great white throne. There will be no second chance. There will be no appeal. You can't say, now, Lord, would you give me another chance? I didn't really understand it all. I didn't believe it all. And now I see. And you'll hear those dreaded words, depart from me, I never knew you. That's what this song is about. It's a song of Moses and the Lamb reminding us that the only way to heaven, the only way to be under the shelter of the great umbrella of spiritual forgiveness is through the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, that cleanses us from all sin. Fourthly, this is a song of redemption. He has paid the price for our sins. He has put away the priestly system. He has promised a life that never ends, eternal and abundant. And he has provided power to shut the gates of hell and open the gates of heaven. There was none other good enough to pay the price for sin. He only could unlock the door of heaven and let us in. That's the song of Moses and the Lamb. Is it that song in your heart today? May we bow together in prayer, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. With our hearts humbled before the Lord, would you examine... Your heart, first of all, as a believer, is there joy there? Or do you come and sit there and say, I don't know why they sing so much. You don't have a song. Why not just say, Lord, I want you to give me a song. A song in the night of my life. In the night of depression, the night of sorrow. I want to ask Jesus to come into my life and be the song of my soul. Now, if you're not saved, or you have been saved but have never confessed Christ openly, why not just say, Lord, I need you, and I invite you to come and be the King and Lord of my life right now. Our Father, we pray that someone somewhere today would open his heart to Jesus. In Christ's wonderful name, amen. Let's stand, please. Turn in your hymn books to page 250. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, and to know, thus saith the Lord. And this is God's invitation while we sing. First of all, if you've been saved, but have not confessed Christ openly, I want to ask you to come today, and let's tell the church you're a Christian. If you've never been saved, why not come today and say, I want to give my heart to Christ, trust him as my savior. If you need a church home, and the Holy Spirit's been whispering to your heart that this is the place.
why not come today? Let's take that stand today on this great music Sunday and say, I want the music of my life to reflect the glory of Christ. Let's sing together big. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus.